There are some local legends that really stick with us and others that die off. And there's no rhyme or reason as to which ones become long lasting. The one that stuck with me the most is Bride's Pool. I had the pleasure of living in Hong Kong many years ago. And at some point in 1988 or 89, we went to Bride's Pool. Back then, it was a little bit harder to get to from the new territories where we lived. It was about an hour and a half on bus and train and walking. But at the bottom, there are barbecue areas. There's a, a hike towards Bride's Pool. And it is breathtaking. Bride's Pool itself is a series of waterfalls from a river and it culminates in Bride's Pool as it moves through. The legend itself doesn't have a lot of details. Most legends come with a parable or some kind of life lesson. But this bride is really, it's a paragraph of a story and yet it's lasted. Now, Bride's Pool has been covered on an awful lot of podcasts and YouTube videos, and it's all the same version of the legend. But it differs from what I learned as a child from the locals, only in minor details. But I think the version I heard is somehow sadder. And maybe that's why it's lived with me. On the morning of her wedding, this bride was being dressed and having her hair perfected by her loved ones. There's no date to this legend. There's no idea of century, let alone anything else. But I imagine in my mind's eye, her hair and makeup being in traditional styles, her hair twisted around smoothed wooden bars with chopstick-like adornments, possibly with jewels hanging off them, that her veil was the same beautiful red as her dress, which is the tradition in Chinese culture. I imagine her dress being so long that she f almost floated while she was walking. Just this vision of beauty, this young bride on her way to meet her loved one. Now in the version that I was told, there had been a monsoon the day before. And although the ground was still wet, it was certainly drying and the sun was shining. It was a clear, beautiful day where there was no risk of rain or humidity to make her sweat in her dress. She entered the sedan 
which was lifted by, in the version I was told, two men. In the version that is known more widely, it was four. And she was taken down what is now Bride's Pool Road, heading towards her wedding. Alone in that carriage, watching that amazing scenery as it passed her. I wonder whether she was nervous or excited. Maybe she was concentrating on the next phase of her life. The road itself is pretty twisty. There's a lot of steep curves. And in the legend that is more widely known, one of the carriers of the sedan slipped and fell. And he took the sedan with him. In the version I was told, there had been a mudslide from the hills above Bride's Pool onto what would have been a dirt track road. And that's what caught the carriers out. Either way, the result was the same. The sedan slid down into Bride's Pool. Although she was able to get out of the sedan, she wasn't able under the weight of her dress to find her way to the edge. It just kept pulling her down, that veil covering her face and unable to find a way to remove it or get it out of the way. I imagine her clawing at that while trying to frantically swim. Unfortunately, she very quickly fatigued and sank. Now, both legends end up being in the same place. This young, beautiful bride lost her life because her dress was so heavy with water and she couldn't escape it. She drowned right there in the bride's pool. Now, some say she was never found and others say she was. Nothing mentions the sedan carriers and what happened to them. Did any of them drown? Were they able to escape the water and try and go for help? There's nothing beyond that point in the story that seems to have been lost in time. And that's even sadder. Bride's Pool is a beautiful place to visit. Surrounded by a country park and it's stunning terrain. The hike isn't too bad to get there. The road now is paved and for a few miles it is called Bride's Pool Road. It's in a place called Tai Mai Tuck which again is a beautiful part of the country. Tai Mai Tuck 
translates to the very end, which is the scenery around you. It's very close to the coast and it's quite north of the country. The stunning scenery makes it very peaceful. It's now a tourist attraction and I can see why. There's camping grounds nearby, there's the barbecue area and this amazing hike that you can stop every three feet and take a photograph at and it, it just be stunning. When I went, it wasn't very well known. We are talking 30 plus years ago now. And it was unusual for white people to go. People still pay their respects there. And there is a, a serenity, almost holy reverence around the place. There's a respect for this legend that has no date and no further details. Even at eight or nine, I was sad. I mourned that bride. I imagined myself in that position. And it stuck with me, despite its lack of parable, despite not having a lesson to learn. It stuck with me. And I've always wondered why. Is it just because it was a very sad story? Is it just because I could imagine being her? Or is it because the locals still have reverence for the area? They still talk about her and her journey, despite the fact that this bride has no name anymore. And I think that's part of my sadness. I'd like to know more about her and her life. Did they mourn her after she was gone? Were they able to bury her? Were they able to perform a marriage ceremony after her passing so that she went into the afterlife with company, with companionship? Again, that's part of the culture. I think the other part of this story is this idea of the ghost sightings. Some people claim that they have seen a woman in red watching them silently. Or a woman on the rocks dressed in a red wedding dress crying. I didn't see anything like that. But I was very struck by this story. And it was one I could listen to over and over again, despite the fact that it's a paragraph. There is no beginning, middle or end. It is just tragedy. When a few months later, we walked past a couple having just got married and I saw the beautiful dress that she was wearing, I was struck 
not only by her beauty and the craftsmanship that went into that dress, but also the weight. It's layers and layers. There's trousers and a big, thick dress that stands proud. It keeps its shape. The arms are full, long sleeves. The collar goes up to the neck. The veil and headdress or hairwear is heavy. Every time I saw a wedding, I thought of that bride at Bride's Pool. Of being there on that hot and humid day to view it for myself. The magnificent series of waterfalls and that roaring sound. Was that the last thing she heard? It's a sad story. And although it gets covered on podcasts and in other places, it's just a story to other people. To me, it felt real. So why is that? Why are some legends just so pervasive? Maybe there's an added layer to this with the ghostly sightings. We equate a lone woman as almost a woman in white. This idea of a woman that has been scorned or took the lives of her own children after being scorned and then taking her own life. Appearing on the side of roads or by waterways and tempting men away from their spouses and them disappearing. The very white centric idea, the woman in white. You only really hear of these stories in America, the UK, some parts of Europe. It's not really a thing in Hong Kong and China. There are ghostly sightings of women taking revenge, but it's revenge that is very much deserved. This ghostly justice is taking people who have not lived good lives rather than hunting unsuspecting men. Feels like there's misogyny in there somewhere too. But let's face it, that's pretty much most legends. My time in Hong Kong is probably something that I will come back to occasionally. It's the only time I felt at home. It was the only time I felt like I fit in. Not with the people around me, family, friends, school, but with the locals. I made friends with older people around me. I was fascinated by them and their culture, their way of life, who they were as people. It was the only time until very recently, 38 years later, that I've, I felt like I belonged somewhere. That's hard to admit. 
But I think that also ties me to the bride. I'd be interested to know if there are any legends out there that you have really resonated with. Something that is stuck with you after hearing it. And why? What is it about those legends that almost haunt you and come back as memories when you least expect it? My name is Andy and this has been Podolitical. I run a YouTube channel called Craftolitical where I look at social psychology in the gaze of modern events, people, places, politics. So if you want more from me, do search for that on YouTube. There will be links in the show description. And also, please share this podcast, rate and review. I'd really appreciate that. On most of the episodes, there will be polls or questions. I'd love your feedback because I do want to learn and get better at this. You can become a subscriber here on on Spotify. It's $2.99 a month. And for that, you get exclusive um, first look of new podcast episodes coming out, as well as video episodes, Q&As, and chances to have your suggestions for episodes used some point in the season. So please do get involved. I'd appreciate your support. And I hope you have a really good week this week.